Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Listening to Scoopy Radio with Brandon Robinson. Scoopy if, uh, Radio. Landon, Landon's been our stack guy. I'll look this up if I can. Do me a favor, Landon, if you're still in the stat mode. Give me Tyler Hero's. 2019 summer league stats. Those were some monster stats. Um, and yeah, I think they're, it feels scoop. Like they're going to Miami could look back if they keep Tyler hero for a long time and be like, man, I'm really glad we didn't trade him before he ever played a game. You know, mm-hmm. there you go. JR de Groot hopping in. JR is one of the guys who runs the heavy on Lakers page. And you know, you may know this, um, Deion Waiters is a favorite of the Heavy on Lakers page because he's he he's he's the only guy I know who's done this recently, but he he shared a heavy story on his IG story recently. So he's got a lot getting a lot of love in the the heavy family. I have a Deion Waiters story. Okay, let's hear it. Um so I spent some time with Deion about four years ago on South Street in Philadelphia. He's from Philly. And um so I spent some time with him after a, con- a rap concert um, on South Street. So if you, if you remember Jay-Z and Rockefeller Records, uh, over the last decade, there was a group within Rockefeller Records uh, called State Property. And you know Freeway is in that group, Beanie Siegel, uh, Chris and Neef, they're part of a group called The Young Guns. And uh, long story short, uh, when the concert was over, we were literally, I was literally walking with those guys with no security all around South Street and everybody knew who they were. So like when we left the, the, where they did the concert, I was backstage with them after the concert. We walked on the street. We walked into this other restaurant. We walk into like this restaurant that's like a bar slash like lounge slash pool hall. It was pretty cool with music, DJ and everything. 
And we walk in and Deion Waiters is sitting in there and he sees State Property because he grew up liking those guys. Yo, what's up, guys? What's going on? And we ended up leaving that restaurant and then walking around South Street some more. And everybody's swarming them because they know it's State Property and it's Deion Waiters. And it was all love, like the fact that those guys were just home chilling. Um, it was something that was pretty cool. Yeah, Philly, um, Philly's produced a massive amount of NBA talent. It feels like a disproportionate amount, but it may not be true. It's a big city. But, I mean, it's definitely – I mean, it's, it's particularly if you include um, – if you branch out into, like, the Philly suburbs, you've got a, you've got a pretty good roster of uh, Philly guys. Yeah, Philly definitely has a lot of guys. You can think of um, one of the best NBA players to ever come out of um, Philadelphia. One of the best NBA players to ever come out was um, – sorry, I was reading a text message. I'm trying to get somebody to come in. Oh, we'll do some report. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to try to get you guys some guests. We'll, uh, we'll, we, we lost some viewers. We still get 20 viewers overall. We'll, we'll some things up with with some guests that we're both working on. Okay, Landon came through with Heroes Summer League stats. He averaged 19 points, four rebounds, three assists, 1.5 steals. Landon, if you have the, if you have his three point percentage, I'd love that too. The 19 points a game is key, though. I mean, it's not like he averaged 30 a game, but for a guy in his first NBA action, I mean that that stood out. That stood out for sure. The uh, if anybody bet the Lakers minus four and a half, you're gonna feel pretty good here early. <laughs> point lead. Yeah, man. So we here's the deal with this. So Scoop's working 36 percent from the field for Hero. Um, Scoop is I uh, said so that's, that's pretty low, but I wonder about his three. Maybe, maybe it wasn't as good for three as I remember. I definitely remember him hitting a bunch of threes and getting a bunch of attention. Um, but anyway, on the programming note, Scoops can try to get some people in. Um, we'll take whatever feedback anybody has. We, uh, you know, I think we're we're willing to hang with you guys for a long time. I don't know if we're gonna. I don't know if we'll do the whole game. This is the first time we've done this. We've been on for an hour. So um, if we have, I think from my standpoint, Scoop, if we have the audience, I'm totally happy to stick around. Um, yeah, I, I'm texting. Um... So you know the, the legendary rapper uh, Master P, right? Yes, I do. I you don't you don't you, you do not need to uh, you do not need to preface Master P by telling me who Master P. I'm well aware of who Master P is. I haven't posted it on social, but I'm actually doing um, an Instagram live with Master P tomorrow. Uh, what so time? Three o'clock p.m. Is it, plug your plug your IG live because most people probably know it, but maybe some people don't. Plug it. Plug your IG live when and where people can find it and, and who you have master P tomorrow, who else do you have coming up? So while I'm talking to you, I'm texting his brother, Silk the Shocker and uh, Silk will be on in the next 10 minutes on this with us. No. Okay. I got to read I got to read up on this guy now. <laughs> I know master P I'm insulted that you feel that you, that you had to say anytime. It wasn't any, just you, it was other people that were in the broadcast. But any, any, anytime that someone's like title is legendary. So-and-so like, Unless you're overusing or misusing the word legend, like people should know who the person is if they're really a legend. 
even if it's like a genre that they're not that familiar with, I think. Yeah. I, so, you have Master P, so you have Master P coming up tomorrow, three o'clock on IG Live. Yeah, and I don't know how to type that in. What are you going to, uh, what are you going to ask him about tomorrow? I don't know yet. I'll be working on it when I get up in the morning tomorrow. But um, yeah, so Master P's coming on and um, yeah, I had been playing phone tag with his brother earlier this week and I just texted him. He's, he's driving, but he should be home in six minutes. He said he'll come on. Nice. Uh, you know. Uh, and uh, but yeah, Silk the Shocker was it's his brother, Romeo's uncle. Um, but yeah, it's it'll be a good time. So yeah, we're waiting for him and um, text a couple other people. But in the future, we definitely will do more of these. This is our first broadcast here. For those who are angry with us, sorry, uh, we're not broadcasting the game, but we are having conversation. And getting our reps up, and uh, it's definitely a good time. Have you, when you were in college, Ben? Did you do radio or broadcast of games? I did. I did. Uh, I did a lot of radio. I did the games. So, WVOF is the Fairfield Student Radio Station. Like I think, Scoop, you, you've probably you've probably had. Um, you've. I got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have another guest. <laughs> See that comment. What's that? Were you going to say you're going to have another guest? Oh, I'm going to have another guest. My, my boy, Rick Rosen, who's a heavy contributor, or former heavy contributor, now works for Boom Fantasy. And uh, it was the host of the the late, great um, check down fantasy football show on our heavy YouTube page. Uh, mm -hmm. and he's He wants to come on, he, but <laughs> he's we, we got to see whether we want Rick and, uh, and Silk the Shocker on at the same time. Well, we'll get Rick on at some point, with or without Silk. Silk will come on first. Rick's waiting in the wings. Yes. Rick's having a bad hair day, but he's going to find a hat. So, Rick, you can come on without the hat anyway. It's all right. We're all we're all family here. We're letting it. It's it's opening night. We're working out the kinks, and if you have bad hair, that's okay. Um, so, dude, can we get can Silk? Silk, what? How many Twitter Twitter Instagram followers does Silk the Shocker have? Can he can he blast out a link to this to his followers? I didn't ask him. Yeah, but he's – I don't need – we don't need him to be like uh, – if he's on the road, that's okay. But when he gets back, he, he, let me let me, let me me find his Twitter. Let me find his Twitter page. Rick, you're going to – we're going to get Rick on here, and we're going to we're gonna see if we can find uh, – we're going to see if we can find it. Um, Sandwich is saying, where's, where's, where's the game? Yeah, dude, the, we, we, don't, we don't have the live game broadcast. We do have um, – Sandwiches, watch your tone of voice. Stop yelling at me. Yeah. The game's on TNT. You can find it. I've twice put in a uh, a streaming guide. Um, and uh, and that's not what we're not what we're here to do. We're we're here to uh, to talk some hoops with you guys. We'll be here for a while. Um, 33. And we know but we I one of the, one of the reasons to like that the, our score updates are not that helpful is we know there's a little bit of a, of a lag. I think there's, I think there's a lag of um, probably a minute or so. Um, so we'll, uh, by the, by the time you hear us read a score, you probably know that um, you're probably a minute into the future after you're, um, after you're seeing that, but I can confidently tell you that the Lakers are up early and early in the game and looking, looking pretty good. Um, 
one one thing um one thing we didn't talk about is AD um can you fill can you fill me in on what was going on with AD's eye? I guess his eye was okay, was a question heading into the game, but obviously he's been able to play. Okay. He uh people were comparing him to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar the other day. He's playing and he's all right. So some people doubted whether he'd play tonight. I don't think he'd miss that for the world. Um, yeah, that was it. He, he was playing. He did play. He got poked in the eye during the game, and, you know, he figured it out. All right, so Silk will be in. Master P on Scoop, Scoop IG Live. Scoop, do you do IG Live every day at 3? No, I just did it. I do it. I usually do it on Thursdays at four. Um, but he was trying to find some time to do it today, and I just didn't have the time because we're doing 50 million things today. But tomorrow, we'll definitely have it at three o'clock Eastern time. You have some basketball conversation with Master P? Of course, you know Master P. Well, you know he played for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, he can play. He's yeah. the whole family. There's the, the that's a basketball family. Yes, it is. Yes, so it you is. get some good basketball uh, basketball conversation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. So I'll, I'll tune in. Tune in for that. Please do. Instagram, Instagram.com. Follow me on Instagram at scoop underscore b. You'll be able to see it. Flyer will go up tomorrow. Um, and check it out. I'm happy forever. Lakers win today. Hopefully, they do win. Where they do win. Um, Scoop, we got tr Truck Bryant? Yes, have him come in. That's my dude. Okay, Truck. So, all right, we're going to have we're gonna have a first. Scoop can do the intro on this. So, Truck Bryant will be on the stream, and Scoop, Scoop can introduce him. So, here he is. Truck Bryant. Yeah, I am. <laughs> You're on fire. Fire. Hold on. So, for those who are not familiar with TV. So for people who are not familiar with Chuck Bryant, Chuck Bryant's Instagram was one of the hottest Instagram accounts during uh, the pandemic. Uh, Chuck, I want to introduce you to my editor, Ben Duty over at Heavy.com. What's up, Chuck? Welcome. What's up? What's up, Ben? Chuck Bryant played college basketball at West Virginia. Daryl Bryant is his real name. And your, <laughs> your Instagram went live or rather went viral uh, when you had Kyrie on. Tell everybody what went on with that. I mean, nothing really. You know, the under, the only thing with like, like obviously I respect you, but that's the only thing that people don't understand. Like when you talk about these NBA players, they either know me or saw me play on TV. It's mm -hmm. one or the other. I don't, I don't need a, I don't need a, you know what I mean? An introduction to them. That's my little brother. It's <laughs> my little brother. They know what's going on with me. <laughs> they know. For sure. Sandwiches. Don't come at me today, brother. I'm looking at the comments right now. He said, I suck. <laughs> if I suck so bad, get off our feet. Goodbye. <laughs> you don't need an introduction, sir. What do you think about the the, the, uh, the resume of the NBA season, sir? I mean, as long as it's healthy for everybody and their family, I love it. We all want to watch TV. We always either on my live or your live. This is true. So I mean, we all want to watch basketball. We want to see them play basketball. So I think it's great to have it on TV. Chuck, what was the best part about playing with Bob Huggins? 
He's just a real one. He a real one. He, he, don't, he don't care what he say. He a real one. He gonna, he gonna be honest with you. And I like honesty, so it was cool for me. I like it. I like it. This Lakers game between the Lakers and the Clippers. Uh, you've had Deion Waiters on your live a few times. What was his mindset like before the before they went over to the bubble that you remember? Well, I'm gonna be brutally honest. He from the hood like me. I, I expect him to talk the way he talk. I understand it. I understand both sides. I understand both sides, but. I like how he was talking in the live. Like, I'm Philly Cheese, boom, 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 and he's been doing good so far. So I just wish him the best bubble success. From your perspective of the bubble and from guys that you are in contact with, do guys feel like it's an AAU tournament yeah. and a sleepaway camp? Yeah. They Tell do. me more. <laughs> they really do. They, they, they feel that way, like. It's like AU. It's like AU right now. People's watching the game and everything. The players is watching it. But at the end of the day, this is some people' opportunity. Like a Dion Waiters. Like this for Dion to let them know that, like I belong. So stop playing with me. That's what I respect about him. He gonna go get it. What do you think Dion has to prove for himself versus, like, do you think he has more to prove to himself versus proving people wrong? Oh no no he got he has all the confidence in the world. I don't think he has nothing to prove to no to himself. Mm -hmm. But to people he just want to show them that yeah, I belong here. I'm I am Dion Waiters. I am Philly Cheese like I belong here. When you look at JR Smith, uh, he's a guy who sat out for a long, a long long time. Um just like Melo did. Yeah. He's a guy from the tri-state area. He played for the New York Knicks. Won a championship with the Cleveland Cavaliers. If you were in Deion Wade, or excuse me, if you were in J.R. Smith's position, how would you be feeling playing against LeBron or playing with LeBron James? Oh, I won a championship with him. I got his back no matter what. I mean, that's just how it goes in basketball. I mean, I love to see it. I'm happy J.R. Smith got signed. There's another guy who tapped in. So, I mean, I, I'm just I'm just happy to see them doing their thing. What was your guys' dialogue like online? <laughs> oh, he's funny. <laughs> he's funny. He's he's one of a kind. I'm not going to get into detail, but sure. Dale Smith is one of a kind, but a great guy. Why do you think he's so misunderstood? I mean, he, you know, you know, like us, like we don't know personally. Radio. But from what we hear is that. He's everywhere sometimes, and I, I mean, to each his own. Like you're a grown man, just you know, this is this is just on a different level. So if it was anybody else that was everywhere, but they wasn't in the NBA, that's that's how you got looked. That's how you get looked at as mm -hmm. whatever they say, and they don't really like. We don't know what's really going on. Mm -hmm. Only Marvin Gaye knows what's really going on. That's it. <laughs> that's it what's new with you what are you working on tell us about your podcast oh to be honest you know when i did this it was just it's just a podcast to be honest I, I just happened to know most of these players so i mean it's been going great for me but got some advice from you some advice from gilly so some advice from uh stephen jackson so mm -hmm. for me, I just 
wanted to keep it original. I wanted to be me. That was it. I, I never tried to get out of my character, out of my box. This is me every day. You and Quinn Cook have, were having quite the hilarious D.C. and New York conversations during pandemic or during you know quarantine and every between March and May. Um, I'm curious from your perspective. Um, why do you think he's such a glue guy in LA? Just because who's on the team? He's young. He's still young. So just because who's on the team, he's mm -hmm. he's a hell of a player. He's a hell of a player. I like his game, but there's a lot of people on that team right now, and I, I can't tell you who. I mean. Who, who are you gonna play over right now? It's just, it's tough. That's how basketball works sometimes. Like you're you got your number one team in the West. Kevin Durant made some bets on your life. What was the bet? Because I can't remember. It was so long ago. It was like in April. Do you remember? I remember. He said Jared Jack will leave me on zero. He said Jared Jack, what? Will leave me on zero points. Is that gonna happen? Never. I had what? to tell. I had to tell KD. Are you dumb? <laughs> like what? That will never happen ever. Like what you? I told him he might not leave me on zero, but he might. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Jack won't at all. What do you think of the significance of KD and Kyrie when those two are back healthy next season? Uh, do you think it's gonna be an adjustment? No. You got two two great players. That's no adjustment for nobody, but the other supporting cast. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I they want the ball. You give it to them. You move out the way. That's the only thing that happens. I want to see Jamal come back next season. You want to see who come back? Jamal Crawford. Oh, uh, me too. I do. I do too. He's tough. Ben, are you there? Yeah, I had to take a, take a bathroom break. Uh, hour 15 in, you do these marathon shows, you're going to need a need a bathroom break here and there. And we're not even, we've been on for an hour and 20 minutes. We're like nowhere near halftime. That that uh, early going late pushes back. Now um, I know what you're going through, Truck, when you're doing these long-ass lives. Oh, that shit is brutal. Oh, it's brutal, but you got to give the people what they want. Yes, you do. Yes, how, you do. how long are your lives, Chuck? It could start at 8 and at 4 in the morning. It could start at 8. It could end at 5 in the morning. It just depends. You know. You had a podcast? Chuck, plug your podcast if you didn't earlier, if you didn't already. What, my my how, podcast is uh, it's on Apple and Spotify or whatever else. I don't, you know, I don't even know how to work it really what's up so, called the truck brian show the truck brian show okay you must know you know how to work it or it wouldn't exist so you the only thing i do is go on anchor and press record or send to somebody else that's it i don't want to do nothing else you know how to join us on this thing i mean this is uh you know no, i got the link i got the link scoopy said yes. the link. I clicked it so that's okay there's still something I'm not a computer savvy guy. I'm not. I'm not doing. I'm and we not doing that. We're not, not doing, doing that. We not doing that. I'm not. Uh, no. So that's the, that's the most important part about having a team. Scoop before before Truck came on, you were asking me about college radio. But my my college radio was a lot of fun. 
it was pretty boring. But truck, so I got I I I called up. I'm gonna drop in uh I'm gonna drop in trucks basketball reference page, which I'm looking at. Yeah. Truck, your senior year, West Virginia. You put up some numbers, man. Mm. I mean, the other years too, but that 2011 to 12 year. It gets tricky truck. with me. I could really score the basketball. It gets tricky. So tricky. Let me find it. And so I was at I went to Fairfield University, not really known for basketball all that much. But okay, hold up. what years did you go there? I graduated in 07. So I was oh. out of there a little, a little. You know anybody who played there? Rakim Sanders. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I, Rakim wasn't. Oh, Sean Crawford. Sean Crawford too. Yeah. Yeah. Crawford was, Crawford and Rakim were both there a little bit, um, a couple of years after I was. And Rakim was a really good player. I mean, Rakim was only at Fairfield for a year. And like one of Fairfield's got this tortured history in the last, like they have, first of all, they haven't been in the NCAA tournament since 1997. Yeah. They've, they've been to the MAC final four times since then and lost all of them. One was Rakim's one year. Um, came in from BC. He was, he was only at Fairfield for a year, but he was one of the best players they, they ever had. Got somebody else in the queue, by the way. Yeah, all right, Mr. Uh, our test is here too. So we'll go four. We'll go. We'll go four. Uh, four wide. Uh, no, I'm gonna get truck. Truck's basketball reference page to drop in here. But dude, what I was gonna say is, went to Fairfield, but I was I grew up a UConn fan, and like those UConn West Virginia games in Morgantown was just like those were not. You knew UConn was losing that game almost every time. That's how it, it was. was a nightmare. That's how it works here. What? How is? Tell us. Uh, tell tell us what it was like being in that that. Uh, well, I guess they didn't. I guess Huggins never ran. I I, I was I was going to ask you about the one three one, but that was really a beeline thing, not a Huggins thing. But either we played, either that, we played we it too. Played we played that. I came off the game. Yeah. Did you I'm play it a little bit? Offensive player. Nice. <laughs> you're like going on in man to man or a one three one or a two one two or whatever. You're just like take me out. Yeah. Um, okay, gotcha. I'm, just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. No, I, played it, I played it a little bit. 16 in game, senior year. All right. Scoop can intro our next guest. Uh, next guest here, also. Uh, Yo, what's up, guys? How you doing, Truck? What's going on, brother? What's up, big dog? Man, man, maintain it, man. How you doing, Ben? Hey, 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 What you said? I said, I guess I'm in the podcast, podcast and media world now. What y'all? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You in? You in? No, I don't want to be in. Scoop be real. <laughs> well, we hey. talk shit on live. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Daniel Artest, meet Ben Duty. He's my editor at Heavy.com. You know Truck. Okay. What's up, yeah, Daniel? Yeah, yeah. Ben, uh, I know you. I know you've been quoted on our site, so we appreciate you. Uh, Giving Scoop some fodder for content. Good to have you. <laughs> yeah. Good to have you with us. Scoop's done a good job. We, we went from zero to sixty here. We're sitting here trying to line up some guests, and here we go. So the night is really, really young. This is a marathon, marathon broadcast. But the queue, we maxed out Scoop at like fifty or sixty people live on all platforms. But the cumulative number is going to be big if we can get um. We can get some people to blast this out in their social feeds. I think it'll be it could pick up. He's, he's asking you guys to tweet the link. Yeah, get it out there. No, yeah, but uh, 
We're going to have some other guests, too, all these guys. All these guys. For Silk the Shocker, he just texted me. He'll be in any minute. I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know how to see y'all. Big, y'all into that. I'm like, I'm, I'm still, I'm still playing basketball. I, like, I, like my okay. I got Twitter, but I don't even know how to tweet this. You got the link, right? Yeah, but y'all gotta, y'all. It's on my. Look. All right, I'm gonna walk you through it. So this is what you do. You see my text to me, right? Although, Twitter's might, on this. Tweet the. Uh, you know what you could actually, you could actually do track. To, to be even simpler, is you could retweet Scoop's tweet with the link with the live video. He didn't text. He didn't tweet me though. He, he I'm gonna text you the link. The link. Y'all yeah, live right now on Twitter, so I got you. Watch this. <laughs> you show it all. You want me to text you the link? No, because I'm I'm on this phone. I'm on my I'm phone. A I'm a DM it to you now. On on Twitter, it's Truck Brian Twenty Five. You know, we follow each other. Hold on. Chuck Wyatt. All right, we put in the comments Chuck's basketball reference page. So, Chuck, I was I was hyping up your senior year. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call it up, uh, call up the page now. But, like, you almost – you were just shy, Chuck, of averaging double figures every year of your career. Mm. Oh, Nine point eight. So, two th these, are, these are Chuck's scoring averages in – 2008 09 through 2011 12, averaged 9.0809 as a freshman. He averaged 9.8 points. Um, played a lot. Played 25 minutes, 25.6 minutes as a freshman, averaged 9.8 points, 9.3 as a sophomore in 2009 10. Before you finish, Ben, you know why only averaged 9.3? Why is that? Because we made it to the final four that year. I had yeah. three three NBA players on my team. No, nope, I'm not even joking. Who's on your team? Deshaun Butler, Devin Ebanks, Kevin mm. Jones, all played in the NBA. This is this is this is the wait. What was the what was the, what was the, the four year was your sophomore year, right? 2009-10. Yeah. Yeah. Go off the roster. Philly Cheese is being bad right now. Yes, he is. The ball from Philly. <laughs> yes, sir. So those guys were in your class too, huh, Truck? Kevin Jones and yeah. and Evan. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them, yeah. You guys had a lot of parody. Like nobody averaged 20. Oh, Sean no. was your leading scorer that year. He averaged 17. Yep. So you're the he fourth was, score on that. senior. Yeah. Mr. Artest. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Your podcast is yeah. doing well these days. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate that coming from you, man. Tell, tell me about it. Well, you know, it's just it's just a you know simple, simple podcast and um talk about sports, talk about NBA, but I also been getting some some more um clients, you know, people that's 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 in the business, in the tech and stuff. So I've been having people like that on my show now. You know, um we I like to talk about things, you know, any athlete, any entertainer, what they do off the court. I just don't want to talk basketball all the time with them. I want them, you know, they they have second passions, you know what I'm saying? Like I did a I did a uh, interview with Truck 
And me and Truck was talking about um after basketball stuff, like what he wanted to do after basketball. And he had really um um interesting um answers. And then we actually vibed on that, you know. So that's just what I that's just what I do. I first started off just wanted to talk basketball, then once I started getting these guests, and I was like, all right, let me let me switch it up a little bit. Let's just talk about a little bit of basketball, but more so what they do off the court. That's all. Scoop, we got uh, we got a uh, good job with the meta world piece. That's now we now and look. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I runs. I run in social media. <laughs> That's okay. how I hook truck up with them and stuff like that. So I, I run yeah, it man. all. Yeah. <laughs> you, definitely, you definitely hooked me up. Okay. No, let yeah. me that, was a, that was a New York to New York thing, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a big. It, it was hard because Ron be so busy when it when it comes to his X versus X's app thing, man. He don't want to talk to nobody. Like, so, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, so let's set the scene for so the Artest family in some combination sent us like 200. We went from 20 live viewers to 200. So scoop. Let's. Yeah. Why should these people stay? Set the scene. Who are we? What the hell are we doing? <laughs> the rest of the night. Somebody, somebody, Dan, sell sell this pot. I'll 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 do this for a second. So, um, we got uh, we get Dan, we get Scoop, we got Truck. Um, I'm trying to. We got Ben. Trying to hang. I'm trying to hang, and uh, we're gonna be here for as long as we can get through Lakers Clippers. Um, and we're gonna be here often. This is more important. Plug. Scoop's gonna be with us often on the Heavy on Lakers Facebook, um, on the Heavy YouTube, which we're building up. Um, and then Scoops Live on Periscope here also. And we got another guest I'll pipe in here in a second. So we'll go five wide here, Scoop. That's uh, here you go. He's got his name uh, in here, Scoop. Y'all got, got me for about a second. I got to wake up early. No problem, brother. I appreciate you coming on. Truck, <laughs> thanks. Let's, let's have you back on to talk about that, uh, that 2010. That's a monster 2010 West Virginia team. We'll have you back on to talk about that team. All right. Let me y'all let me know. Y'all know whenever whatever y'all need from me, I'm here. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Brother, right. Thank you. you go. Brother. All, right, brother. Go. All right. So we get one out, we go back to three, and we go back to four here. There you go. Silk! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's oh. up, money man? Oh man, I'm blessed. How about yourself, my brother? I'm blessed and highly favored, good brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we are doing something called Heavy on Lakers, uh, and okay. through Facebook, YouTube. Okay. Twitter. Okay. And we got my guy, Daniel Artes. Mm -hmm. That's his brother. Okay. Okay. And a basketball man himself in, in his own right. Um, and we also have my, my editor, Ben Duty, over at heavy.com. We got over 100,000, it's feeding out to over 100,000 people. Okay. And I wanted to keep it in the family because I'm sitting down with your brother tomorrow. Okay. 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 It's all good. All good. When? How you feeling? I'm blessed. My brother blessed. Just working, grinding, you know, trying to stay lay low. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. You watching this Lakers Clippers game? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Who you got? Uh, you know, I'm probably going to have to go with the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> How did I get? Scoop, you know what I'm saying? I'm a LeBron guy. You know what I'm saying? What can I say? Tell me, you you told me this story about LeBron, you and your interaction with him some years ago. I think th he shouted you out online or something like that. Can you tell mm -hmm. us the story? Oh no, no! I just it just always been a mutual, you know, good relationship. Um, it's funny because the first time I met him, he was like, um, he 
like he's very in tune to the coach. He's very in tune to, you know, to what's going on. So the first time I met him, he was like, what's up, Wody? You know, and Wody is like a New Orleans thing. So for him to kind of know that is is kind of crazy, but he's definitely in tune with, you know, what's going on. So um, I think it's just almost like um, probably a level of respect, you know, like, you know, you I have a lot of basketball buddies and stuff like that, have a lot of friends that's, that's hoopers. And I think that music and, and sports go together. So I think that, you know, our respect for them is the same thing as that they respect for them, you know, for us as well, too. So, yeah. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. You, um, uh, I feel like from a music perspective, mm-hmm. you were fab and Lloyd Banks before Fab and Lloyd Banks. Ah, that's hilarious. Okay. 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 Flow to mm-hmm. me sticks out. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody in today's music scene that can do what you do or remind you of yourself? You know what? It's funny because I I mean, you know, most people, I think when I was doing it, I think a lot of people did. I mean, I, I sold a lot of records, but a lot of people didn't appreciate the flow. But most people were like, oh, you're rapping off beat. But realistically, I wasn't. I was just rapping at a different pace. But if you go back, like people are like, oh, you should rap like you rapped back then. But mm-hmm. but one, one of my guys who's really heavy in the music business, um, super executive, was like, um, you just kind of before your time, basically. You know what I'm saying? And And I know some rappers doing it now. Um, but I wouldn't say really a lot. I mean, I don't know why they compare me to Blueface stuff like that, but, um, but yeah. to me, like a Blueface is good because he's in his own lane. So you, you might say, oh, he can't rap, but nah, he, he know what he's doing and that's his style. And then I know another person that it's going to be weird, but I think that, um, the parameters of it is the same thing, like a little baby, but even though it's mm-hmm. different, it's kind of like, if you look at the style how I came up, like I was a young dude, you know, getting it in the streets, you know, like that. So the music kind of a little different, um, but um, but you know that you can get the comparisons too. So yeah, yeah, that's real. That's real. They did a documentary on BET the other day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not watch it. What did I miss? You didn't watch it all, man. You missed it. Okay. Okay. So I've been watching a lot. <laughs> I know, bro. I know. As you should. As you should. What did I miss? Nah, it's just, it was good. It was just, um, you know, kind of reminding people where we come from. So people see the music, uh, all the records we sold and stuff like that, but I don't think they really appreciate the the journey. And I know everybody got a journey, but I was just crazy. I was like, we could have made it or not made it. And, you know, it was just like a push, a big push. So, yeah, it was crazy. It's, it's going to be good. When you check it out, you're going to like it. I'm going to, especially because I got to sit down with your brother tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> that is that. <laughs> That'd be very insightful. Yep. Daniel. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What were your early recollections of No Limit Records growing up? Man, what? <laughs> sons of Sons of Funk, man. Not sons on, of funk. Man. <laughs> yes, sir, man. Okay, okay. Go, you took it there, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm from I'm from New York City, Queensbridge and stuff. Okay. You know, um, mm-hmm. like no limit, no limit has definitely influence. Okay. Influence very pretty much influence, like you know me growing up yeah. you know just mm-hmm. wanting to be like my own man be my own entrepreneur learn Absolutely. business and everything like that you know what i'm saying that's what y'all did yeah. you know yeah. and um and and also putting out quality stuff mm-hmm. consistently you know yeah. think about it 1998 y'all ran it yeah, 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 Snoop yeah. Dogg, yeah. you yeah. 
you know, Master P with um mm -hmm. the last dawn and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, like I said, Sons of Funk, y'all were successful albums. I think y'all put out like 18 albums, something like that, from No Limit. Yeah, and yeah, very yeah. successful and everything like that. Mm -hmm. You know, from from the from the classic artwork, man, like everything yeah. was just like pristine, man. I really mm -hmm. appreciate I really appreciate that, man. So Got you know, it. thank actually nice to meet you. Thank you for you know, yeah. even um, you know, coming on and everything like that. It's, no, it's appreciate dope. It. Appreciate my <laughs> yes, brother. Sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Ben, what were your recollections of, of No Limit? <laughs> what were your recollections that? growing up of No Limit records? Probably, probably, probably like listening in a minivan on the way to like some bullshit youth baseball game. <laughs> uh, you know, um, it always, you know, I it's like I listened to, um, we, I, all the white kids in my high school, which is basically the same as like all the kids and mm -hmm. all the all the kids in my high school, because mm -hmm. we didn't have super super diverse high school. Like yeah. everybody, everybody listened to hip hop mm -hmm. pretty much nonstop from mm -hmm. like middle school and high school all the way mm -hmm. from the mid '90s through I graduated in 2003. So, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it's funny, man. <laughs> no, that's dope. That's dope. You it's funny. My name come to my scoop is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two scoops. <laughs> Two scoops. Yeah. Hey, but Silk, hold on. Hey, Silk, you hooped, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You had yeah. some game. You had some you have some yeah. game. I actually went up against Master P, and um, I was in um, AAU. I was oh, okay. in high school. I went, I went up against Master P in um in okay. Houston, actually. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. People, <laughs> people, people make fun of his game, right? But what I would say is this. He's yeah. one of the most athletic basketball players you would know. Like well, you don't he had know it me You obviously don't know me then, but that's cool. We, no, 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 no. I seen you. No, no, no. Let, let me let me finish. Let me finish. Yeah, no, yeah. I definitely seen you. Yeah, I seen. Yeah. I, I definitely seen you, especially in um a couple of celebrity basketball games. I definitely see you. Definitely yeah. had Hobbs getting able to get out the rim with ease, man. That's mm -hmm. definitely yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you know, I've been told you for years. <laughs> you laughing already? The T Mac reference. I know, I know, I know, I know. Exactly. What do you think of, of T Mac starting that agency with Jermaine O'Neal? Oh, I, I like it. Uh, and I was just talking to, uh, I just, uh, I be talking to Jo and and T Mac a lot. And, um, and T Mac's my guy, you know. And Jo is somebody who's definitely uh, give me a lot of information on like the youth basketball with my kids and stuff like that. Right. So, um, so no, they, I, I think it's good because they really love the kids and they passionate about it. I see, um, you know, Jermaine traveling across the world with these kids. He don't have to. Um, and then, you know, uh, Mac is the same way too. It's like, um, just love the kids, love, you know, passionate about it. And, and it's not even about money for them. It's really that they see a lot of these kids in themselves. So it's kind of like, um, so I, I, I know that they're going to be good agents because, when I talk to them or speak to them, whatever, it's all about that. It's all about developing, growth, and then giving the kids knowledge too. So that's that stuff that when we was growing up, we didn't have a lot of, and I think that they probably didn't have it either. So they kind of they're gonna be good at it, and I, and I know they're gonna be good at it because their passion is different. They're not even in it for money. Um, they really believe that they could help kids get to the next level. So I like I like. It. Were you more of a T Mac in Houston guy or a T Mac in Orlando guy? <laughs> that's funny. Um, hmm, let me see what the difference is. Um, 
I would say I would say more of I don't know. I, I'm a I'm a Mac guy anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like and then Mac somebody who I think when he first came in the league, we was often like we was just alike. Like he like first time I met him, it was like his rookie year. And from that point forward, we've been kind of cool for for a while. But I'm a little I guess a little bit of both of them. I think he's the same person. I think what his thing is that they probably um uh it was just different different situations but one thing about him is that his skills was crazy now he had to get the people around him and i don't think he ever got that you know what i'm saying i don't think he ever got that part of it so but now i'm a little bit of both of them and then i think um um just i like the way he rolled he's he sleep a lot though but you know and if i'm the big sleep yeah he, he sleep what you call that dude he'd be like what you know i'm sleep <laughs> but yeah that's a good dude that's my guy they're a good dude word Mm-hmm. Daniel. Yes, sir. I wrote an article. I picked an article either early this month or sometime last month. Yeah. You <laughs> did an as, to sto- as told to story during uh while everybody's talking about Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And that you you were on somebody else's live or you on your live today talking about how I I flipped that headline. Loved um, it, man. Thank you. <laughs> For those who are paying attention. Tell us, this, can you can you refresh those people who don't know what's going on in that story about what we talk or what you talked about? Yeah, so basically, um, we was I did an open letter to white people, you know, um, probably like a month and a half back. Okay, and I was basically talking about how you know, back in the day, my mom used to be like, "Hey, you know, don't bring no white girls home." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I I wrote that in an open letter because it was basically my my lack of trust for white people mm-hmm. at this current moment, because, you know, yeah. like they, they make fun, everybody makes fun of this whole, you know, Karen situation, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I just feel like this and no, no disrespect, Ben, you know, um, with it, I just feel like, I just feel like at times, like, like how we have, you know, cancer cells in our body or whatever like that. I kind of feel like, like that's how it is with racism and white people, because like, you know, anything triggers these Karens or Kevins or whatever you want to do now. So that was, that was, that was my that was my my situation when when I wrote that you know there was time I even had friends I I just you know had to cut off because of situations like this now mm-hmm. when people talking about Black Lives Matter and then they want to rebuttal it or whatever like you know what about all lives and all those other crazy stuff and I'm like wait first of all listen just because we're saying Black Lives Matter doesn't mean we hate white people we're not anti-white you know mm-hmm. what I mean I I can't walk outside without looking over my shoulder every day Scoop can't. And you silk, you can't either. But Ben yeah. can, and that's what we, we need. And that's what yeah. that's what has to end. Yeah, you know, we need we need to we need to end that. Then that's when you know Black Lives would really matter. So when I wrote that, you know, I wrote it about it, and then um, Scoop, you know, he flipped it and turned it into an article. Like, yo, Lakers brother said, you know, moms wouldn't let white people in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Scoop, oh, Scoop don't flip it. Oh, Scoop don't flip that. You know, you, you can't give Scoop a little inch. He gonna flip it for sure. Oh, you know what? You know what's you know funny? What? Yeah, and it's funny because yeah, no, no, and it's funny because me and Scoop go way back, and um, and me and Scoop be talking about like you know trades and what's gonna happen. Now you Scoop, I'm always right. You know I'm always right. So don't, don't play me. But uh, we we talk about stuff that happened before, with stuff that should happen, and how it should go down. And yeah, Scoop, Scoop is a flipper. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I like about it though? 
I'll tell you what I like about it and what I respect about it so much. He calls and tells you that he wants to do it. He asks, yeah. actually asks for permission. I'm like, that's cool. Like I just did, we just did a show. I, just, I was just on his show. We was talking mm -hmm. about the Knicks. You know, I yeah. called the Knicks, you know, a dumpster fire. He ran with that one line. And, <laughs> and then, you know, you know, I'm, and you, and you know, I'm on your, I'm on your head about this, uh, this New York hiring too. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about, right? You know what I'm talking about. I see. That, that's where we at. That's where that's we at. And, I, and I'm, but I'm not saying it because my guy. I'm saying it makes the most sense. And I, I'm looking forward to somebody giving him opportunity because the boy could coach. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that boy was my guy, but but he could coach. And I'm just saying, I don't know what. I mean, you talked about it before, uh, Scoop. I don't know what, why he's not getting the coaching thing. I'm kind of confused on it. You but know but I mean, that makes sense. And I think that they're not really gonna have a good season like that until they do it. I feel like it's a perfect match in the people. And the players respect them, and they play for them. And I, I've seen it firsthand. So, I, I, whoever take a chance on them is going to be great. But I thought that New York would definitely do it. But anyway, you know that's a whole nother subject. But. They passed on them the last time they when they hired uh, when they hired um, Fisdale. Yeah, they, yeah. I think they just want to. I don't know if they have a grudge against them. I think they just want to do everything but that. I don't know why. Maybe it's the owner or something like that. But we'll, you know, we'll discuss that another time about that. But off camera, yes, we will discuss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that the Knicks situation is that they should have hired a coach that that can develop these young players. You know, absolutely. Yeah. is good. It, it is not a knock on Tom on Coach Thibodeau nah, or Coach Woodson. You know, mm -hmm. um, and, and it's funny scoop. You got to look at back. February twenty second, two thousand fourteen. I called the Knicks a trash organization. I trashed uh, Michael Woodson too, but you know whatever. And it was like Wall Street Journal and everything, right? So now, nah, but I think that they just need a. They got a bunch of young guys, and they need to just develop them players and stuff. You know, I think that, that that's my opinion on it. And, you know, um, Tibbs. You know, he he he's a coach. He should coach veteran players. You know what I mean? But I hope he proves me wrong. Hopefully, hopefully he can adapt to you know what's what's li was lying ahead of um for him. Cause he's in New York and it ain't going to be easy. <laughs> no, sir. It is not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Eddie name. I love it. We can't have, the world's not big enough for two scoops, man. You know what I'm saying? Were you, were you listening when we were talking about Mark Jackson earlier? We talked about, we've been on for a million, we've been on for two hours. We, we were talking oh. a few minutes about Mark probably like an hour ago. Oh, um, I, I, I didn't hear it. No, I didn't hear it. Uh -uh. I didn't hear it. We were, uh, we, we were, we were talking about coaches getting second chances. Um, yeah. And you know, we're talking about kind of a moment in time and race relations. I dropped yeah. in. I'll go drop it in again. Um, a podcast that I thought was really cool with uh, mm -hmm. Nick in with Perry Bacon Jr. from Five Thirty Eight. They're talking mm -hmm. about um, racial disparities in coaching. Mm -hmm front office jobs in the NFL and the NBA. Yeah. And the point I remember that Perry made that I think other people have made before is mm -hmm. one of the biggest differences from an opportunity standpoint between white coaches and executives and black coaches is white coaches get second chances. Yes. Uh, yes. Absolutely. And we even use, and this again, I think we all think Tom Thibodeau is a good coach. So this isn't a knock yeah. That's the case. In the like, Tom Thibodeau was getting a million, the white coaches get a second chance and they often get a second chance right away. You're done at absolutely. one time. And you don't have to go to work for ESPN for five years in between. You go get another job. Absolutely. And obviously, this isn't the case for every coach across the board. We we're talking earlier. I mean, Doc Rivers went from the Celtics right to the Clippers, and there are other yeah. examples of that. Yeah. But like Mark Jackson, um, is like an obvious example of a guy who had some success, and yeah. it's him 
I mean, when what, what was what was his last year in Golden State? Like 2013, 14 or something? I mean, he's he's been out. He's been he's been looking for a and he's I think yeah. been looking for an NBA head coaching job for six years, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Still, do you think you'll get one? You know what? I think somebody is going to do it. Um, um, I think what's just the problem, and you know, not to get political. I got I got people everywhere, um, all colors, all races, all whatever. And so it's not even that. Like I I salute any coach that get a job. It's a tough thing to get, but I think he is going to get one because I I think us as um, the people who's watching has to um, make that a make that an effort because I think it they're clearly it's clearly they're doing something to him. Um, just like almost like I'm not gonna say well I'm not even gonna put that in, in the atmosphere but just from everybody the owners and all that type of stuff I think that they clearly are friends and they're like okay some coaches they just if you don't play you know you don't walk the same beat they probably you know make that call like yeah don't you know really don't mess with them but I'm I'm a firm believer he will because no matter what they say about him th this is a real this is a real guy this is a real good that's one of the best guys I've met in my life. And so I don't know why he not um, he did everything right. He built, he developed the people. I was around him when they had Steph Curry, and they came out and um, they had uh, they had uh, all the players. Draymond, he you know he wanted Draymond. They didn't you know they didn't really want him. And so he's a players coach, and the the players they rally around him. And they was you know don't get me wrong, Steve Curry is definitely a good coach as well. But I think the way they did him, it's kind of um, um, bad. But I think that he is going to get one eventually. Um, I don't know what's the holdup on it, but we'll have to find out what that is. Um, it's clearly it something that's wrong. You know what I'm saying? It was a report um, that came out ah. about a week or two ago. It wasn't my report, but there was a report mm -hmm. that KB does prefer yeah. um, Mark Jackson, mm -hmm. uh, potential head coach for the Knicks. Yeah. We grew up literally down the street from Atlantic Avenue. Yeah. They sent mm -hmm. it. Would be mm -hmm. a home of sorts, mm -hmm. assuming that the Brooklyn Nets do not bring back Jacques Vaughn. Uh, I have reported um, that there's a lot of guys out there like Phil Handy, who's currently yeah. coach with uh, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, or excuse yeah. me, assistant coach with the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, uh, I could tell you this, I've not said this publicly, but when mm -hmm. uh, I was told by someone uh, in the know uh, within the Nets that Kenny Atkinson was brought in, uh, was hired to be fired to let Jason Kidd come back. And oh, years ago, and Kenny Atkinson exceeded expectations. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the issue with um, Atkinson was he and Kyrie uh, and Kevin Durant maybe weren't on the same page. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. That being said, um, Jacques Vaughn is a filler. Um, there is conversation about Greg Popovich. There is conversation oh, wow. about, if you think about the, the coaching tree of Greg Popovich, Sean Marks was coached by Greg Popovich. Uh, Jacques okay. did come out of the Spurs system. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie Irving uh, and and uh, 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 Phil Handy have a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, gotcha. there, there's, so there's a lot of different moving parts that are there. Um, okay. Giving Jacques Vaughn the just do to let him coach out what's going on in the bubble mm -hmm. right now. Uh, yeah. Belief among some people, you know, that, that Pop could be a candidate. Um, wow. On one side, there is there there is also a belief, I know, uh, Kevin Durant, we talked about race relations. Um, mm -hmm. Kevin Durant uh, wants to see more people of color within the organization. Oh, okay. He wants to see more people of color, even ball boys. He wants to see yeah. 
there's certain things he'd like to see. So yeah. everybody thinks one thing that Kyrie says goes. Some people think everything that KD said goes. Yeah. Ultimately, Sean Marks and the upper management do have the last say. It would be cool to see Mark Jackson in that position because he's yeah. the whole guy. Scoop, is there yeah. any chance that John is going to be the coach next year? Is, are they giving him a real look or are they definitely going with somebody else? From what I've heard, they're saying they're going to give him, you know, the opportunity. And there's, an, there's a space where even if someone does come in as the head coach, they may retain him as an assistant coach. That, that's okay. that has been conversation behind the scenes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a deal where, like, the players should make that coach look pretty good, right? I mean, your record, they're going to be a lot better next year than this year, no matter who the coach is. You can see that. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, Dude, so this is is back to, like, Mark Jackson thing for a second. This is interesting. Landon had this comment. We were were talking earlier about, Silk, about coaches who – get replaced and then the new guy wins. So we talked about like Dwayne Casey. Yeah. Yeah. Steve yeah. gets fired. Nick Nurse comes in and wins a championship. Yeah. Landon, yeah. Landon had this comment. He said, Steve Kerr is to the Warriors after Mark Jackson, what Phil was to the Bulls after Doug Collins. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Landon, jump back in here. To me, it's a little bit different in that these three, these three deals, the Nick Nurse thing is different because he had Kawhi Leonard and Dwayne Casey did. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, yeah. You don't know what Dwayne Casey would have done with Kawhi. To me, at least, on Landon's point, like Phil Jackson's obvious. It's it's obvious that the Bulls would not have been what they were if Doug Collins was still the coach. They, okay. they, they, they okay. maybe they would have been. I'm not even saying they wouldn't have won a championship, but like I don't think anybody thinks the Bulls would have won six championships with Doug with Doug Collins on the Warriors gotcha. thing. Maybe they would have won a couple teams with Jackson. I mean, it was the same team, but as we were talking about earlier. When Jackson was coaching him, those guys were all really young. Those guys were all in their second or third year in the league. So, like, I don't – I guess what I'm saying is I don't buy that the Bulls would have gotten really, really great under Doug Collins. And I think the Warriors potentially could have been great under Mark Jackson. I don't know. Okay. okay. You know I mean? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll tell you. So, you, so, here's the thing about it. So, I'm not, I'm not speaking out as an outsider, right? So I'm speaking – clearly on the development and buying into it right so this is the this is where i know that it's um and they know it as well too so um developing so if you know that the warriors was really bad right and then mark got them and they got better and better and better now if i told you in four years i think we win a championship now they was trying to win a championship that final year but the only problem is they was just clearly um, outmatched and they had never been there before but but this is how Mark operated because I was with him and and I was there a lot of times I was in the gym watching him play practice whatever he is like a person that develops you so he's gonna have a step so first he's gonna get to know you we're gonna learn about your family he's gonna have you buy into the system and I clearly believe that they could have wanted the second or third year but I know that he had a plan to develop them and I think that they just seen it and just cut it short almost like this. If I was to tell you, um, um, if it's a really good team and we like one game away from winning and you got um, – and the other team you're playing against is truly you, – you, you're way better than them. I could put anybody – like, prime example, the, the Warriors, let's say um, when, when Luke came in, whatever, right? 
the Warriors was, was the Warriors. They were so good. Yeah. You could have – maybe not you, school. You probably couldn't coach. But but <laughs> my man could probably put uh, – a deep in the probably would be able to do it, right? Right. And would have still won it. That's why it didn't miss a beat when Luke – now, how good a coach is Luke? Okay, well, we go back to saying this. You just told me, how did he get a job so quick from uh, the Warriors, then to the Lakers, then to the Sacramento Kings? Okay, clearly the numbers don't add up. Luke Walton? Yeah, Walton. Okay, Walton. And then, you know why? And then, well, I know, but I'm saying I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that. I'm just gonna say that we got to go by the actual facts. So mm -hmm. the facts I'm saying, even with the coach from Denver. He was. How did he get a job so fast there when he was on a you know losing record as well? So I'm just re realizing that yes, it is. Um, I mean, it's elephant in the room, but it is. It seems like it's a colored thing, but it's that, but it's also the agent who represents all those high ranking assistant gotcha. coaches that comes Absolutely. in. Facts too. Facts. Yeah. That has because his name is going to carry weight. Mm -hmm. But that's what I'm saying. I'm telling you that I promise you that the Warriors would won a championship. I just watched how the, the people bought into it. They just, you know what it is? It's almost like if you took a, a young LeBron at 18, he could probably win it, but the mature LeBron's going to win it. See, it's it's a step. So you got to tell yourself, I watched them literally buy into the system and they had, they didn't believe they could win. They was, un right. was overmatched and everything and they bought into it and they was going to keep buying into it because they'll come by the house. They'll come by the church. They'll, you know, they'll, they bonded to him as a person and they will run through a wall for him. And yeah. I think that I think they was turning the corner. Here's the here's a quick here's a here's a fact for you. They wanted to trade Steph Curry, right? Mark would not let him do it. They want because I'm I, I'll give you a little insight. We probably know already, but and you can ask Chris about this. Chris, my guy too. They want they was gonna trade Chris for Steph Curry and a couple more players. And Mark Chris would not Paul. let him go. Yeah, not yeah, Chris Paul and went and and Mark wouldn't allow it. Um, that he wanted, he wanted the um, he loved um, the other sh shooter, um, Clay Thompson. He loved Draymond Green, that's his guy. Nobody expected him to be in a starting lineup. Mark gave him a chance, so I think that he would have did it. And if not to championship, they got close to it. So, yeah, I feel I feel like um, they did do that. I'm almost there, we almost there, and then pull it under his rug, whatever. So, I and Reasons I know I don't know about that part, but I believe that he definitely would have got there. That um, I just looked up. I, I forgot how good the 2013-14 Warriors were. Fifty-one yeah. That was Mark's okay. last year. Yeah, fifty-one and thirty-one. Yeah. Before that, they were okay too. Forty-two and thirty-five. He went in from three years. You guys probably know this, but I'll just read it off the screen. Yes, yeah. please do. He went so 2011-12. 2013-14. He was there three years. Mm -hmm. He went 23 and 43 his first year. Yep. Mm -hmm. 47 and 35 his second year. Yep. 51 and 31. Okay. His third year in 2013. Yep. Think about it. Think about it. So like someone who's someone who's like much much more of like a stat head than us should build <laughs> on this. But I this is this is the model I would I'd love to look at. What would you a team that goes from 20, 20 games below 500 to 12 games above 500 mm -hmm. to 20 games above 500 in three years with a yep. young core, what would you, what would you project them to be the next year? Like you would probably, if those, if those guys are young and they're getting better, you yeah. would probably project them just to naturally get better. So then what happens? 
they fire Mark Jackson, Steve Kerr comes in, and they're much better, and they win the championship in 2014, 2015. Yeah. What I'm saying is like some of some of that progression might have had what's unknown is like how much of that progression would have happened anyway. And the answer is they would have been pretty freaking good in 2014, 15 anyway. Like that team was not going to be trash in 2014, 15 under Mark Jackson. Absolutely not. Yeah. And you, you don't know whether they want to win a championship. Credit to Steve Kerr, right? Where you win those championships. Um, you you win you win the championships, you get the credit for it. But like um, it's, it's an it's it's an unknown. It's definitely an unknown. So I, I salute Steve Kerr because good guy too as well. So it's not the coach. So um, but I also go back and said they they would have because it was a system in place. And um it wasn't it was the coach was good, but it was what they had became. And I think that I know it was hours and hours and on the phone with people having problems and he sewing into their life, right? And they really believe in they can get better. I'm talking about make put them in positions. Like I think one time he, he started all he started five um rookies, right? And they competed. So everybody's on the team was competing. I think that they had that. So once you got that, you could put anybody but scoop on the sideline and they had a chance to you I'm a hater. Like, no, you my, you my guy. You my guy. But put anybody on the sideline, I think, and not anybody, but you know, somebody who could um, know. know what they're doing. And I think they had a chance. And I think, but but I'm telling you, when I watched with Mark, it was a, it was something I've never seen before. And I had a chance to see it close up. And I was like, man, this is. He had me want. Listen, I I was way out of it, but I was practicing with the players sometimes. He had me wanting to suit up and, and play. Like I'm like, I can't give you nothing but a couple fouls, but you know, I I would be willing to do it for you, but. It's just the how he buying to you and anybody around him asking. Um, Steph love him, KD love him. So I just think like all the players get it. And he's a true players coach. He's a point guard, know how to run a system. So I think he would have got there. And and so the next person, Mark and Word, whoever give him a job, he's gonna he's gonna do the same thing. I got two questions for you, so yeah. <clears throat> Who are you going against in practice? You know, I was going against Jared Jack. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and guess what? I, and Jared Jack made me realize I couldn't play that good at that point. So really, yeah. He well, I mean, I was, I was, I mean, all of them. Draymond, everybody was on the same t- different teams, but but I think because um, Jared Jackson from Louisiana, he okay. made it a point to to be like, yeah, so you're not gonna um, <laughs> don't play with my profession. Like I don't play with your rapping career. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but now Jared's my guy though too. But yeah, he he was he was going in. I, I used to have so much fun going up against Ron's teammates, man. When Ron was on the Pacers, yeah, yeah, I used uh-huh. to have so much fun. Like, yep, 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 yep. Like, oh my god! Like, I, I, I caught um, what's his name, James Jones. I caught okay, him. Yep, I, caught, yep, I yep. caught him under the rim, something vicious, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just like stared him down. I was like, basically, because when Ron was going through his suspension thing, you know, what I mean, yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. with him. We working mm-hmm. out, getting him better. We we in the mm-hmm. gym four times a day. Gotcha. You know, and I'm and I'm and I'm just you know getting my basketball career started, mm-hmm, but I stopped mm-hmm. because when I seen that situation, I'm like, right, I got to be there for him. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, he's alone, and like you know, mm-hmm. he was struggling with you know being suspended for a year. So we just worked Absolutely. out every day. We worked out with um you know all the players that wasn't getting in the game, like all the mm-hmm. end of the bench guys, like James Jones and everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah. On Edwards, uh, Fred Jones, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it was cool going up against NBA guys. I had a lot of success. Yeah. And stuff. I used to I used to talk big shit, mm-hmm. man. Like. <laughs> Hey, hey, scoop! You can ask Ron. You can, you can, you can. Ron, I tell you, like I used to, I used to run 
I used to run them boys off the floor, man. Like it was fun. Uh oh, should have got you. Yeah, back Isaiah Thomas. I, I caught Ron too. You yeah. Know, okay. I'm, I'm, all right. So back then, my my playing weight. I'm I'll be I'm six four. My playing weight two sixty five, two seventy. Okay. That's like my like my absolute best shape. You know, I can't I can't get no smaller or nothing like that. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So you know, I, I'm stronger than Ron. You know, okay. I'm very okay. like you know everybody say Ron is strong, but like I'm I'm stronger than him. So I used to you know body him down. Yeah, jump, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him under yeah. the rim and stuff like that. Uh -huh. Defensive play of the year, my ass. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Two things. Yeah. Were, you, were you at the, the brawl at the palace that night? No, I wasn't there. Okay. I was I was actually in Boston. I was at a, a basketball tournament in Boston. Um, I wasn't there, unfortunately. But I seen it. And um, when I seen it, I just, I, 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 I felt so bad because, like, I wasn't there. Normally yeah. when you see Ron, you see me. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I, I wasn't there. I, I, I wasn't there to protect them and stuff. And um, Gotcha. You know, he got over it. He made, he made, um, <clears throat> him and the guy is actually friends, but gotcha. I, I, I don't want to see the guy walking down the street. Oh, the guy he snapped his friends? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not, a fan. I'm not a fan of that, man. Like, you know, that's why if you notice, if you ever seen the quiet storm, you notice I wasn't in it. Because uh, of my, you know, I know because of my words or what I really wanted to say, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I never, I never. I was just so angry. I'm like, yo, you're just going to jump him behind like that and stuff. And I'm, yeah. I'm, from, I'm from the street. So, you know, yeah. like my whole thing was like, I want to kill this dude. Like I never had that in my heart before. So to be perfectly honest, I never had that kind of feeling in my heart before about hurting somebody to the point where I wanted to take their life until like every time oh, they wow. talk about that dude, his name is John Green. Like, like, so, okay. you know, like I was like, you got to answer to me, man. Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's how I always feel about it. That's how I always carry with it because yeah. it was, it, it was it was weak, man. It, it was it was weak to just you know whatever. Gotcha. Well, here yeah. is my actual question. You gave me more than I wanted to know. I'm thankful for that. However, this is what I actually wanted to know. What I actually oh. wanted to know is when you look at pictures, William Wesley was the guy who actually got Meta off the yeah. He yeah. is now executive vice president of the New York Knicks. I've always wanted to know this, and after I got off the phone with your brother on Scoopy Radio. I wanted. To, I realized I didn't ask him this question. What was their relationship prior to the brawl at the palace? Do you know? I I don't know, man. You know, I just I just think that when was is one of them guys that was always around. Yeah. You know, um, well, he's not 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 when I say around, not around Ron, but just so he's just a an NBA guy. You know what I mean? I, I I I he's a nice dude, really cool brother and stuff like that. Um, but you know, he was just there, and then like. You know, you see him with LeBron too when LeBron was in high school. So, you know, this guy, he's connected. Like, you know, but to see him, you know, you know, helping out with the Knicks and stuff, I think that's that's pretty dope, man. I wish him nothing but the best and everything. You know, hopefully, you know, they can get a developmental guy in there and make them boys better though. You know what I'm saying? But you know, other than that, um, nah, I I don't I don't know anything about, about that man. <laughs> so here's my question for you. Yeah. There's a misconception with Mark Jackson. Trying to get it together for you guys. Go right. ahead. There's a there's a perception. With Mark Jackson, mm -hmm. he's just so churchy and he's into the church. I yeah. know the deal. There's a perception that part of his agreement with players was that they had to go to church in order to be on their team. Can you debunk that myth? Um, I wouldn't say had to go to church. Um, most of the people um, was heavy in the church already. Like they, um, you know, they 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 did that. So they come, they they had those theories together, like the same, all all the same. So 
you know, he would just have that. He would just invite that as an option because he does it. But all the people, but so you know, it's always like one or two players who, who's not that way. So they kind of like maybe a different religion or something like that. But he never disexcluded them like that. They, I guess, they felt like you had, you know, they felt some type of way because he was doing it. I don't think it was that. I think it because he started out winning. Um, and it was doing good. I didn't think it was a problem. I think it's just um, probably from from time to time, it just you would hear that because I think he was passionate about it. He was real passionate about it. And so I think um, people who maybe not felt some type of way. So I thought that probably would he probably I mean, he had to dial it down because he loves he loves God. You know what I'm saying? So um, but at the same time, you, I think you have to be cognizant of what's going on. Um, and so I think that that's probably was the only thing. But other than that, I don't, I don't think it was too bad. I was there a lot of times for, for it, and I loved it. But and most of the players did love it as well too. That's real. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that you had like um this close relationship with Mark Jackson. That's well, that's actually pretty cool, man. <laughs> no, Mark's my Mark's my Mark's that's my cool. guy. No, he he's one of uh, the best people I think. Of. And but he also instilled a lot in me as well, like that. I mean, I came from, you know, where I came from, but the like the amount like like the amount of time spent but the amount of time learned that's why i know that he's definitely going to get it um and when he does you're going to see a different a whole different change of um of like of, of, of a team basically i promise you it's, it's something special if you ever i mean Scoop, i don't know if you've been around like that but he, he if you ever like had a chance to communicate with him and talk to him i was with him january 25th. I was with him January 25th. Uh -huh. Lakers Sixers the mm -hmm. night LeBron broke his record. Okay. Broke his record. Yeah. And we spoke we spoke briefly um because he was on the broadcast. That was an ESPN Saturday night game. Yeah. And um we have mutual people through New York um yeah. etc. We're not incredibly close. But we we've met and we've we've had conversation in the past. You're you're definitely closer to him than I am. But we, we yeah. know each other through other people and in passing. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I I empathize with him because, you know, you want to see somebody be successful. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I do have a couple more questions for you. You being right, from right. New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, two things. Mm -hmm. You you watched Anthony Davis from rookie year to when he left and went to L.A. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know your thoughts on his development, one. And two, did you get a chance to meet Ric Flair at Pelican's game? <laughs> Hilarious. That's your two questions, bro? That's what you want to go with? That's what I wanted to know. No, no. Anthony uh, definitely um, watched the development. I knew he was going to be good. I didn't realize he was going to be that good. Mm -hmm. uh, but I did realize um, he has all the attributes to be great, basically, right? So, um I just didn't realize how how in tuned he is to getting better. You know what I'm saying? Most people, you know, just they settle on, oh, I'm this good, whatever. Like with LeBron, um, I think um KD, Paul George, like people like that, they they're not they're not settling to be just okay. So I'm saying so AD is like, okay, what's on what what's what am I working? Okay, I need my free throws not good, okay. I'm being a free throw, shooting a thousand free throws. Um, I need to get big. I'm being a gym. I'm hiring a trainer. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So I didn't realize 
Um, but, but you gotta think about it. You gotta have those attributes as well. You you know you you six eleven. No. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do, Scoop? Nothing. You go. You said what now? Six eleven and what? Unmute yourself. You're mute. <laughs> Don't play me, Phil. He's trying to get it out. Okay, cool. So now nah, he, you know, he's a, uh, you know, six eleven could, um, could, you know, uh, he know how to block shots. Um, uh, you know, good free throw shooter. Uh, uh, now he can score. Now, um, then he's explosive. So it's kind of like when you get all those attributes. I mean, obviously he's an all star and all that stuff as well. So, you know, that that was just dope to see him just constantly gradually grow and then put on for the city as well. You know what I'm saying? So Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When's the first time you met Ric Flair? Me? Um, I think I actually met Ric Flair in like in Miami somewhere. I think I met him in Miami. Honestly, it's crazy, which, which is weird. Um, yeah, I think I did in, in Miami somewhere. Just a quick brief. Um, was it somewhere in Florida? I think I met him. It was a while ago, but yeah. A little wild, a little wild guy. You know. I've never met him, and so for me, I'm just—he's fascinating to me. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, now Ric Flair. <laughs> he's definitely. What's something. he like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's your question, Ric Flair. Okay. What's he like? <laughs> huh? What's he like? He's 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 a wild boy. He's Ric Flair. You know what I'm saying? I I I wasn't hanging out with him like that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I just knew of him. You know, met him a couple times, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Did you ever think New Orleans would get a basketball team? I didn't. I didn't think so. I'm glad we did get one. Um, but yeah, I didn't think so for a while. Uh, but yeah, the city, the city loves. I, I, I would like to see us support a lot more, a lot, a lot more um, with our teams. But yeah, um, glad to have one though for sure. When I look at New Orleans, I've been twice. It's one of my favorite cities, however. Mm-hmm. New Orleans is an amazing city. Um, <laughs> it's good. It's, good. it's a good city to. Um, it's a good city for sure to um, to visit, um, to live. Yeah, you know, you got to get used to it. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, we almost got. We almost got. Um, <laughs> shit, I almost got my whole team hurt by the police when I was out oh, there, man. Real? Playing yeah, AAU yeah, basketball. Yeah, 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 man. Um, I was on the team AAU team with Lenny Cook. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm on the AU team with Lenny Cook. So it's me, Lenny Cook, okay. Curtis Sumpter, if y'all remember the name, Jason. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so well, we we made it to the championship game. We got called. We was in the University of New Orleans, actually. And mm-hmm. we got called so many inwards by those parents, man. I was like at 17, 18 at the time. Mm-hmm. And when I say like I set it off, I set it off. Like I, I ah. first, like at, in the fourth quarter. Okay. And it was, it was like, you know what, it's over, man. We getting tired of being called, you know, niggas, go back to, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, where you come from and stuff like that. I just mm-hmm. took the chair. First parent I seen, just oh, you was <laughs> went in the crowd now. with it. Okay, you trying to I wilded out, okay. man, yeah. I mean, I, I don't regret it. Then then Lenny spazzed out and stuff mm-hmm. like that. We 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 had a rough night that night, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but other than that, New Orleans was amazing. I love the city and stuff. Like, the food, the food was mm-hmm. good. Um, mm-hmm. Bourbon Street was Bourbon Street was was popping, and you know yeah. what I mean. Like, I like y'all sound. 
You know yeah. what I mean? I, like, yeah. I got that, you know, that that bounce, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, 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 I like your sound. So, um, like, do you still do music or like, um, or yeah. you just? Nah, I, I'm actually gonna drop I, my last. I dropped another record like uh, last year. It did really good. Um, this one, I got a couple of little surprises on it. So I'm, I, I do it more for the love. But actually, yeah. I, we got like a dope fan base to where they just support us on anything. Um, we yeah. we was on tour for like uh, for on this big tour. Uh, like one six seven thousand eight thousand people plus, so the the fans kind of re you know re um group with the fans is good, and then um, but yeah, music wise, I'm always gonna be doing music. Sometimes I take it more serious than others. This next yeah. project, I'm really taking it, putting some a lot of features on it, um, and I think now that the documentary stuff is out, uh, people know the story. That unfortunately, in a bad time where we can't really you know meet with the fans like we want to, but yeah, um, that's gonna happen too as well. But yeah, music definitely. I'm doing, I'm I got one question. I got I got one question about about um about y'all too. Um, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Yeah, but man. like, how come um you know, you know, No Limit and Cash Money never never linked up, man? Because like two fire camps. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I just always wanted to know it. You don't have to answer yeah, yeah, yeah. it. But I always wanted to know it. <laughs> uh, no, nah, it's you know what? It's we in the same city. I think it's just mutual respect. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know why. I think we we closer now than was before, but I think both of us was just doing our own thing, yeah. and it was just like we wasn't tripping on pretty much anything. Um, it was crazy because you never beef, so it was like you never heard yeah. like no beef or nothing like that. It was just nah. like all right. <laughs> I, I think what it is is you know once um kind of like um you in the same city, they expect you to beef and all that stuff, and I think that we never really beef like that. We just kind of like yeah, y'all do your thing, we do our thing, we keep it pushing. But yeah. but truthfully, I, I do I like them. Um, it was one time I think that I was uh, I was at BET one day, and I'm a, like I I got a little love for him, respect for him. So especially Lil Wayne, one of my favorites and all that stuff. But it was I was actually in the same building as Lil Wayne, and you could see us like, oh, should I talk to him? I should talk to him. Like you know, it was kind of like we was feeling each other out. And realistically, we we grown men, we should be able to be like, what up? Let's 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 you know whatever. It's all yeah. Love sometimes. So, yeah. Like so, do you do you um ever regret like not collabing like on some music? Because just think about it, at child yeah. height, was at the height at the same time, like like yeah. the South runs it. Let's be yeah. honest, the South runs it right now. Yeah. Just like I just always imagine, I have I have these conversations with my boys all the time. Mm -hmm. Cash money and no limit would have linked up. Yeah, at the most at the fire times, man, it would have yeah. been over. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Now we, we, we it still might be, you know, I know it's, it's a long time overdue, but we might be looking out to do something soon. I mean, I, we we in the same circles, and mm. we kind of like just madly, barely miss each other, but it's all love. There ain't no like it's all on both sides. It's mutual respect, though. Yeah, that's what's up. Man. Thanks, man. Yeah, you know, I always reference this line whenever we link. Yeah, I ain't the CEO, but I ain't far from it. So if I ain't far from CEO, then what? I'm a CEO. I ain't far from CEO money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, nah, I, I ain't. I mean, yeah, think about it. Um, it's just that I've been there from day one. Word. So if it's some lot of money being made, I'm a businessman, so you know I'm 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 getting mine. So I need to get mine as well. So, but I mean that's 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 um that's fair because I I literally been there since it started like literally first day before the first day and i ain't talking about just like um hey i'm i'm here i'm talking about literally in the trenches with it um so yeah no nah, i you know i i think i should be definitely compensated handsomely <laughs> here's the alley here's the oop do you have any interest 
and potentially owning a small stake in the Pelicans or the Saints want that? I do. I, I really do want to. Not the, not the um I, I think I, I think at some point I am. Um and I say that to say because I don't I'm not familiar with like the my basketball side of it was like I was really good coming up. I just even with the uh, I think the Houston team, I was around them all the time. They they kind of softly offered me a contract with the Houston um, you know, team, whatever. But I they what they always offered me was like, I make that in one show. But if I would know them now, they probably went I probably would have did it and mm. just signed it, you know, just to say I did it. But um but I was with them all the time, summertime. Um, you know, uh Pippen, Elijah Wan, all of them was we played. Now I was really playing at a high level. I just didn't take it serious. I was more raw. Um, but I did definitely rockets. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah, for sure. Got an offer? Yeah, oh yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I definitely yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was really balling though. I was really going. So I, I could have, but I just was like, oh no. Nah. Cause they was there was like they was trying to get me to like just like small contract. I gotta be on the road for you know a whole year, gotta work out, train, hurt yourself. And I was like, nah, I can get that in. Get that in a show and a half, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it was um it was just a it was a it was just me being kind of young, but I would have did it based on if I would know now I did it based on for the love. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but you know, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, 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 oh back then I was ask, you know, you can ask, yeah, ask, ask around. I, I was getting it in. Yeah. Scotty Pippen, Silk the Shocker, Hakeem Olajuwon. Everybody. I'll see I'm gonna see some footage of, of me playing with him. I, I I got some stuff that was playing. Like I was you wouldn't be able to tell I wasn't a player, basically. Like I, I was, yeah. Um, um, Alan Iris and everybody. Uh, X Penny all the way. Penny, Penny, my guy. Penny knows. So yeah, now it was just we we do it all the time. I was probably the only player that wasn't in the NBA. They allowed me to play, but I was like one of them. So it was, it was dope. In your in, in in your nephew Romeo's prime, in your brother's prime, in your prime, in a game of twenty one, who's winning? Nobody's Ooh. beating me, man, and my family. Say what? Nobody's beating my family, man, like that. Nobody. Ooh. I was going to say, say stop. I, I would have said stop bench cut. <laughs> <laughs> all right, stop bench cut. I mean, I'm no, but I'm saying um, it's, oh, we all got different games, though. So, yeah, I think P could shoot. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Rome is like a real point guard. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you see the guns. I'm just messing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, it's all love. Now, nah, it, it, it'll just be a good game. I, I think I would could take pretty much all of us though. That's you know real. That's real. Humbly yeah. speaking, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna ask Peter Mom. Yeah, you know what I'm gonna say, but you know it's all good. You know, keep That's that. True. But now C was good too. My brother C was good too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. All of y'all hoping. That's that's yeah. this is this is very interesting. Oh, huh? Oh he's good. He's good. I'm, we trying to get him home this year, man. Uh, not this year, early next year for sure. Yeah. Yeah, free him, man. Free him. Free the guy. Free the guy. Yes, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, I got to get it going in a minute, you guys. But uh, you know, definitely was good talking to you guys. You know, thank you. So, from that man, scoop. I got one more. Rick, I got my guy Rick in the green room. Rick okay. dropped. Rick himself can argue about Mark Jackson sometimes because he said, oh, "Of course, no question." No thanks, my guy. Head coach. Rick's, no, Rick's. Rick's gonna come. Rick's gonna come on. He's waiting. Waiting patient. Okay. Um, okay. you got anything you want to plug? Any, uh, um, we got the documentary. Um, uh, I supposed to shoot a movie, but we postponed it to um, late August. Um, new album coming out called Vito. Um, should be out in August. Uh, who knows? 
get back on the road, meet the fans. Uh, you can go to shopnolimit.com, whatever. Oh, Shop No Limit now for, for the merchandise, stuff like that. So, yeah, we, whatever, man. Super Shock's product. Thanks, Super Shock. You're, yeah. My man. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're, you get the biggest following out of out of all of us, so you don't really need our help. But make sure that Scoop has all the details, and we'll make sure that we get them out in whatever way we can. And, yeah. dude, we're going to we're gonna be doing uh, as many of these as we can. So, um, okay. All right. Sounds good, brother. This is Scoopy Radio saying, you bring the coffee and I'll bring the Dunkin'. Kaboom! Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tapiphone.